0: Thanks for listening to The Career Planning Show, hosted by Alex Rashkanu and sponsored by Staples Studio. You can listen to a new episode every Monday on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or any other platform where podcasts are played. If you'd like to ask a question, please submit it at www.rascanu.com forward slash The Career Planning Show. Jared Kalajan is the founder and managing director of New Horizons Media, a multicultural social enterprise for video production and content creation, where he works with a team of internationally trained media professionals and Canadian-born young graduates and people with disabilities to assist Canadian nonprofits and small businesses with storytelling and brand messaging through content creation. In 2015, Jared launched New Canadians, a national TV show and web-based series dedicated to newcomers to Canada and would-be immigrants. He is a recipient of Pioneers for Change Award for Excellence in Innovation, as well as a Community Impact Award. Jared is passionate about newcomer integration and immigrant entrepreneurship and is a frequent speaker at immigrant-related events across Canada. Learn more about his work at newhorizons.media. In his interview for The Career Planning Show, Jared shared his career journey from Lebanon, how he established himself in the media industry in Canada, and how his work helps those interested in moving here, as well as recent newcomers, to best integrate into the Canadian labour market as employees or as entrepreneurs. Hear Jared's career journey and career development insights for yourself. Welcome to The Career Planning Show. Our guest today is Gerard Kalejian. How are you, Gerard? I'm good. Thank you for the opportunity, Alex, to be on your show. Of course, I really appreciate your time. Gerard, would you mind walking us through your career journey? Uh, Sure. My background is
1: journalism, media, and I immigrated to Canada over 10 years ago. Hmm after working uh, in Dubai and in Beirut, uh, Lebanon, for a number of uh, media organizations, both in print uh, and uh, radio and broadcast. Mm-hmm. In Canada, after I moved, in the initial uh, months, I did volunteering for a community TV channel in, in Toronto. From there, I uh, moved on to freelance for an industry magazine and then work for a, a website. And I ended up creating my own work, to help Canadian Not-for-Profits with storytelling, with video production, with content creation. That's New Horizons Media I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. And uh, part of New Horizons Media's
0: work as well is producing the only national TV program for newcomers in Canada. That's great. Well, you definitely have a fascinating story. Can you share a little bit about what your work experience was in places like Dubai, I know that you also studied in Lebanon. You got the opportunity to work in a number of different environments before moving to Toronto. What were those work environments like? And are there certain lessons that you took away from those experiences which you bring with you today?
1: Yeah, I was born and raised in Lebanon and I studied there, as you mentioned. My initial work experience was in Lebanon as well. But when I moved to Dubai, uh, one thing uh, that Dubai has in common with Toronto or or Canada in general is the multicultural environment. That's one of the reasons that made me want to move uh, to Canada. The work environment where you work with a number of nationalities and ethnic backgrounds, something that was not present or I didn't experience in Lebanon. In Lebanon, 99% of the population is Lebanese. Mm -hmm. It helped me after I moved to Canada, that experience of uh, working eight years in Dubai in a multicultural environment. Mm. Working in a multicultural or Mm. multi-ethnic environment, it broadens your horizons, it changes your mindset. You start seeing things differently and in a better way.
0: Yes. Understanding different perspectives. Yes.
1: Considering different perspectives, things that probably initially you didn't even think of Mm. Uh, but being in an environment where there are different nationalities, different ethnic backgrounds, it enriches your experience as well. And that experience helped
0: me down the road when I uh, moved to Canada. That's great. The first time I came across your story was in a book by Gabriela Casinan, where we were both featured. And I was very intrigued by how you went about getting work experience here in Canada in the media industry, which is what your expertise was from the countries where you lived before, and at some point you figured out, okay, now is the time for me to start my own business, and you develop New Horizons Media. How does one go from working in the media environment, which features a fairly limited number of brands here in Canada that control most of the assets, to then figuring out how to develop your own brand and start developing your own show how did you make that happen
1: yeah so there are uh, different parts you touched on let me try to answer those all of this was not planned when i moved to canada the plan when i moved to canada was to work in a news environment Mm -hmm. uh, using my international skills contributing to one of the canadian news channels However, the reality soon hit that it's not easy and the Canadian media sector is a closed sector in general. Mm. Plus, there are the challenges of disruption and technological advancement. All this have the media landscape in a constant change till they figure out what's the future, the way forward. And I realized that to establish myself in Canada, I need to build a local experience. Yes. Uh, yes, the international experience is good, but to start, I need... Local experience that will put me in touch with others who Mm -hmm. live in Canada, will help them know what I can do or what my skills are. And that would help me move forward, right? So to build that experience, I found a volunteering opportunity for Rogers TV. It was a community channel in Toronto. Now it's not there anymore. When I uh, worked there, it was a one-size-fits-all opportunity because it was a community channel. It wasn't a good opportunity for me. However, I didn't leave and I continued till i figure out a way of meaningfully contributing to that uh, channel by proposing my own show where i could showcase my producing skills my interviewing skills and the show puts me in touch with individuals mm-hmm. or officials because it was a volunteering opportunity i was not going to get paid right so i was looking for a topic that i would be passionate about and by that time a few months had already passed and I had already realized that I was totally unprepared for Canada. I had prepared for three years, by the way, but all my preparations were for phase two, when I will work for a media organization and I will hit the ground running. And this was in 2010, 2011, when information or platforms such as New Canadians were not as available. I didn't realize that there's a phase before that where you need to find employment, any employment. You need to build a network. You need to be known, right? So I made so many mistakes that cost me a lot financially, emotionally, and I didn't get my full-time job till after 18 months, by the way. Mm. So along the way, I learned lots of lessons and I also observed other people. I saw many people who were making the same mistakes and were wasting their efforts to learn the same things I learned as well. So I imagine if I can broadcast or I can deliver that knowledge, the lessons I learned in an audiovisual way that will be easily accessible for people, I would give an edge to whoever is coming after me Mm. to start from a better position than I did and avoid the mistakes I did and uh, succeed faster and succeed in a, in a better way, right? So I realized that there is a gap on TV for uh, such a program, a program that shows to immigrants the benefits of programs like a bridging program or a job search workshop or networking. Networking is a was an unfamiliar concept to me, and there's no one way to do networking. Yeah. So I wanted to communicate all these messages. That's why I did a small volunteering opportunity uh, there, and still the intention was, after this experience, to go to a news organization. However, the whole experience changed me. I saw the impact of my work. I felt it. And it was very well received by immigrant-serving agencies who were having trouble uh, communicating the value of their programs, or maybe they didn't have funding to do so, or they didn't have the experience. And I was that media professional who had the experience to deliver that content and also immigrants and newcomers who were watching one of my episodes on TV and then seeing me on the street or in a meeting and telling me hey thank you for featuring that program i was watching it and now it's helping me to do this or that so it was easy for me to realize that this had to continue That's beyond right. the boundaries of the city of toronto and i would need to take it nationally and even internationally through online This is on the immigrant side. Hmm. And on the agency side, because of this program, I I worked with them, I interacted with them, and they started approaching me, asking for help, let's say, in video-related projects or communications-related projects, asking for my experience or advice to help them better communicate or come up with tools, videos, and other stuff. I realized that my news background gives me an idea of helping those organizations which had uh, funding restrictions. They don't have the big budgets of Hollywood productions, right? I could easily transfer my news experience of coming up with professional content in yes. a cost-effective way mm. to help these organizations do better storytelling and come up with better communications tools for their work. On the other hand, I had founded a, a network for media professionals, journalists, camera People, uh, video editors, radio people. And it was clear to me that there was talent on one side and there was a need on the other side. And I could easily, with my experience, bring the two together. At the same time, help those immigrant media professionals get some meaningful work experience, opportunities to prove themselves in Canada, and help those organizations cost-effectively deliver their communications. That's how New Horizons Media was born. Also, in addition to this work, also to produce the immigrant TV program, which I relaunched later under the name New Canadians, Mm. on a national scale, on a bigger scale, something that was better to do on a company level than on just individual level. So this is the long story short of how New Horizons Media was
0: born. Yeah, and I'm sure it's definitely the short version of it. There must have been so many steps along the way to go through this process. One question that keeps on coming up is, how can we do a better job at helping immigrants who come to Canada better integrate into the job market? And here you are doing the kind of work that people are actually asking about. That's actually one of the main questions that I get. Where are the resources for newcomers? We can definitely look for settlement agencies that have employment services capabilities. You can look at resources like a TV show that you produce, there are resources out there. It's just a matter of helping those individuals who are about to arrive, ideally, before they even land, or who just arrive, have those resources in their hands. Because if you find the resource five years after you've arrived, then you've gone through the grind of trying to get integrated and go through all the pain that so many other people have gone before you, you think to yourself, I, I wish I, I found those resources earlier. The work that you're doing is really great, and being able to, to showcase all the resources and all these stories across the country is really good, and also being able to tell the story outside of the country so that people can learn about how to better integrate into the labor force here in Canada before they even arrive, because that's really key. There are a lot of professions here in the country where there's regulation around them. You, they're regulated professions. And sometimes the process of getting integrated into that profession may be one and a half to two years long. And if you start the process before you even arrive, two years earlier, then you could actually be almost fully licensed by the time you come. But if you start the licensing process when you arrive here, it might take you two, three years. And you might be completely discouraged, right? Because you need income to support yourself, but you can't practice in your profession of choice. Therefore, it creates so much complication. So the work that you're doing is is really phenomenal. I know that one initiative that you developed for newcomers, there's a cafe that you were doing. Would you mind speaking about that event series? Sure. When I launched New Horizons Media,
1: I didn't know about small business practices or principles in Canada. So I wanted to learn and I registered for a, a eight-week course at the Toronto Public Library that teaches you the, base, the basics of uh, starting a business in Canada. Mm-hmm. The course was three hours every week and there was very little networking opportunity within the course. So when the course ended, I had received lots of information over eight weeks, but then I felt suddenly alone. There's no one around me when it was the time to actually start implementing those. I realized the need to have some supportive environment like other uh, entrepreneurs that I could ask. I wanted to create that community. Hmm. I approached the Toronto Public Library that I want to start a meetup for immigrant entrepreneurs and would you support me? And yes, they supported with the venue, with other resources. And it was a a monthly three-hour event targeted for immigrants, newcomers. And I started bringing business speakers to talk about different business topics because you need to continue learning as well and legislation changes. Sometimes yes. there are new trends or things coming up. At every meetup, we used to invite an immigrant entrepreneur or entrepreneurs to just have a Q&A, let's say. Yes. How was it when you started? What challenges did you have? What, what solutions did you pursue? And the last segment was pure networking because I wanted to bring newcomers who were new to the city and yes. who were interested in business and also immigrants who had just started businesses, for example, to bring them together and help them connect, build relationships, learn from each other, connect with each other, and hopefully do business with each other as well. As I did, my first graphic designer who designed my logo was a person I met at the meetup. Hmm. So was my printer, so was uh, my web designer. So especially for newcomers, that environment was supportive to help them make these connections. The cafe went very well for a couple of years. And after that, I brought it under New Horizons Media to scale it up even bigger than my own personal resources. And we branched out to a signature event, one day conference annually, with the support of the city of Toronto. And we also expanded to having editions in Hamilton and in Mm Kitchener-Waterloo, where It was not just this three-hour event. It was a one-full-day event where you had a marketplace, different immigrant-serving organizations, Canadian mainstream organizations that had business services like the BDC or Futurepreneur, and bring them there, connect them with newcomers, and connect newcomers to those resources. Also offer opportunities for immigrant entrepreneurs, immigrant business owners to showcase their services, Mm -hmm. give them that supportive environment to be in front of the public, a friendly public, I, I would say, but to start practicing, talking about their businesses, trying to sell their products or or put them in that interaction with the public, and also bring more than one speaker, have a series of workshops, teach them the basics. Uh, of starting a business and other information about how to manage your social media for business or legal aspects. And the keynote speakers have panel discussions, create that one full day experience where newcomers who were interested in business or who had just started businesses to grow, to connect and grow. In my opinion, the way they view business or uh, entrepreneurship is try finding work. And if you didn't find work, then Plan B could be starting your own small business. While I see things differently in that it's not a plan B or it's not of a lesser value, it's as important or, or as valuable as being employed for another organization. That's right. It's just a matter of what you want, what your skills are, or what your expertise are, to decide which way you want to go. And even with small business, if you want to start your business, it's okay and it's it's even valuable to have employment experience to start your business. Similarly in my case, I had employment experience for t- about three years till I got enough knowledge or the experience or the courage to go on fully on my own. I don't need to be employed anymore. I can put my skills to a better use being my employer.
0: And I love what we're exploring here right now. We can definitely spend a lot of time thinking about how one can find a job or progress in their profession. But there's also the other opportunity, which is very significant, which is considering your career as being that of an entrepreneur, as someone who is a business leader, who grows their operations and is able to hire other individuals under them, who needs to learn those leadership skills that allow you to hire and retain and nurture your staff to be able to continue growing your organization. I find that Individuals who become entrepreneurs have a certain personality type that is potentially slightly different from that of someone who is interested in working for someone else. I was listening to some material recently where it's actually very acute, the difference between someone who pursues entrepreneurship versus somebody who pursues being an employee. You're speaking with immigrants who decide that they want a job, but you're also speaking with immigrants who decide that they want to start a business. Are you noticing any patterns as to what processes people go through in order to decide, you know what, I'm going to start a business? Is it usually because they have a personality type or is it because... That's really their plan B, and those are really the two scenarios that you see. Are you noticing any other patterns or resources that they took advantage of that unless they had those resources, they would have probably ended up working for somebody, but now here they are as an entrepreneur? I think it would be a mix of all the types you mentioned. I've seen immigrants
1: who were already operating businesses, their own businesses in their countries of origin and they can't think of working for someone else their whole life. Even their parents had a family business, so they've grown in that environment, and they have so many good ideas or projects as well. I've seen that type, but I've also seen the other type where they hadn't found meaningful employment, and they are somehow forced or required to go with plan B, which is, having their own business. So that could be the solution. And in some cases, it shouldn't be either or. In some cases, you can do a mix of both. You can have a hybrid career where you can be partly employed and also partly operating your small business, especially the way the world is evolving, even before the pandemic. Consultancy, for example, it's very kind of common in Canada. It was not coming in Lebanon, for example, where I'm coming from. Being a consultant, you're your own boss and you can still provide your services. And parallel to that, you can still work part-time or full-time for another organization. Mm-hmm. So I've seen different types. Operating or starting your own business has its challenges. There are risks and you have to be considerate of those. But I would advise if you have an idea... Start small, have it as a side gig, and see if you like it and if you really want to uh, walk that road. In my case, for example, when I started New Horizons Media, my full-time job was actually four days a week. It was not a five-day week. So I used that one day to you, to do work, plus the weekend, obviously. Later, I realized that one day was not enough for me, and I asked for my work to be cut to three days a week Hmm. so that I can have one additional day for my work. But even that was not enough. And after some hesitation, I decided I'm not happy where I am. I'm not using my skills meaningfully where I am. I want to go fully on my own and be able to help more people, more organizations with my experience and knowledge.
0: That's great. Could you share a story of someone who used one of the resources that you've developed, whether it's the TV show or the Business Leaders Cafe event series that turned into the conference series. Was there a resource that you developed and somebody used and they had a really good outcome out of that experience?
1: I can give so many examples, but to briefly name a few examples. For example, for the Immigrant Business Expo, the entrepreneurship event that uh, I organize. In the last edition, just before COVID, two entrepreneurs who had attended the event the f- previous year, and both are immigrants, they were bragging about the partnership they were d- doing. And initially, they forgot that they met at the event. And I reminded them, jokingly, that they were at the event the previous year, and that allowed them to connect and build a beautiful business partnership that was benefiting both of them. This is one concept myself and the rest of the team try to convey through the show and through the web as well. Immigrants do this mistake. They look at things in a short-sighted way. Will this even give me a job? No, it will not. But you need to be out and about. You need to be interacting with people to know about opportunities, meet with different people, learn from them, let them know about you, give them that opportunity to know about you, just understand the country because the more you know the more informed you are the more understanding you have the better decisions you will make the better opportunities you will access I've seen so many newcomers who mentioned that because of something they saw on the website or on our YouTube channel or on the show they took part in a program that helped them eventually get employment enlarge their network and then indirectly that resulted in employment also within my team I always make sure that New Horizons Media gives opportunities to newcomers who have a media background, communications background, or marketing background related to to media. I give them opportunities similar to the opportunities I got when I volunteered for the community channel to rebuild their confidence in Canada Hmm. because they have years of experience, they have knowledge. When they come to Canada, their confidence is a bit broken. They need an opportunity, they need that helping hand to enable them to rebuild their confidence. Mm. And once they rebuild their confidence, the sky is the limit. They can do anything. I always make sure that I give those, those opportunities to newcomers. Even internships, we collaborate with the only media bridging program for immigrants. So okay. regularly we get uh, interns from there. And we also work with Durham College where we get young graduates, Canadian-born young graduates. Yeah. And also give them similar opportunity to build their portfolio, to get that confidence. We're not only restricted to, to the media bridging program when it comes to immigrants. A few years ago, for example, one a refugee with me through Triac, and he was from Iraq. He used to work for Reuters, the news agency mm-hmm. in, in Iraq. He had great skills. We got connected. We knew each other, and while uh, he wanted to collaborate, he was also applying for jobs. He was very new, by the way. In in Canada, because his resume was impressive and an employment counselor had helped him articulate his skills through through the resume, he got a job quickly and he worked for one of the leading sports channels in Canada. That's great. He was happy. He couldn't keep the job more than three weeks. Why? Because... It was too early for him. Mm. He knew English, but his English was not that uh, strong. He didn't have the right understanding of Canada, how to communicate with people, how to decode what people are saying. In Canada, mm-hmm. they are not straight, right? So they will kind of go around the thing and sugarcoat things and be very nice. Mm. So he didn't understand. And the employer, his manager, I believe was not equipped to deal with immigrants. Like kind of, So he lost the job. Mm. He came back to me. And I gave him paid opportunity for about 18 months, not full-time, but paid opportunity to do uh, one or two assignments a week, sometimes more. Even we traveled. We traveled together to Vancouver and also to New Brunswick to do filmings. I acted indirectly as his mentor. I know his language, so he speaks Arabic. I was able, indirectly and unconsciously as well, to mentor him over these 18 months and... Slowly, slowly, his English improved, his workplace communication skills improved, he learned more about Canada, he understood more. And what happened after 18 months? I lost him. Why? Because he started working as freelancer for two organizations in Canada, Associated Press, the news organization, and CBC News. He was a supplement camera person. He wouldn't have gotten that opportunity easily if there were no one like me or an organization like New Horizon Media, which has the understanding of newcomers, if uh, he didn't get a similar opportunity, he would have probably ended up continuing to drive a car, Uber in this case, to make his money, and probably got depressed and his situation deteriorated further. That's right. He's one of many, by the way. When I see the impact of my work or the opportunities I'm creating, it gives me personal satisfaction. It gives me happiness that... Others who share a similar background with me, who are media professionals, who are communications professionals, I can help them create that opportunity to rebuild their confidence. And through the work we're creating, we help even bigger number of people, newcomers in this case, and would-be immigrants who are on their way to Canada, understand Canada and be better prepared for their ger- life here. I wish there was a magic pill that you get that pill and you understand Canada and you're 100% ready from day one, right? There's no such magic pill. Understanding Canada takes time. Hmm. Uh, and that's why I always advise, uh, specifically newcomers, to come up with a strategy. Yeah. Not focus on the short term. Yes, you need to survive. You need to m- pay your bills. And yes. I, I get that. There's no shame in uh, finding even a survival job that will help you pay all all, the, all those expenses. However, that survival job shouldn't be an obstacle in the way of implementing your strategy. If you're a media professional, if you're an engineer, whatever you are, put a strategy. Where do you want to go? Do you want to work in your profession or do you want to slightly change or do you want to completely change to and move to another career. Moving to a new country is a good opportunity for you to do that. So put your strategy and put the steps as well or the things you need to do to reach there and work on implementing those one by one while you're doing any job to pay your expenses. That through the content we're creating, we want to help people understand Canada, mm. be better prepared for Canada. Sharing uh, all these services, all these resources, all these... Uh, experiences of immigrants. We want to do that because there are sometimes things that are hidden between the lines, very small details that you wouldn't think of, but they come from the mouth of immigrants we are interviewing, we are featuring on the show that would help other immigrants. One very small example I would give, if you go on the New Canadians website now, there's a story of a Sri Lankan doctor. Mm. And one of the things he mentioned is that He said, this is not written on the Medical Association's website. He said, there's one exam for medical doctors, and it's in September. This story was filmed uh, a few Mm -hmm. years ago. Obviously, things might have changed by by now. But there's one medical exam. It's in September. He said, usually, immigrant doctors think this way. Okay, the exam is in September. I have my kids in school till June. So, okay, I, I move in July. So they come in July, they register, and they take the books and all the resources that they need to prepare, and they, they start preparing for the exam. He said, never, never, if you even dedicate 24 hours, you will never be ready in September for the exam. So what happens in 99% of cases? You fail the exam, and when is the next exam? The September of the following year. Imagine wow. your state of mind, your finances, what will they be? because you have to wait another year and that's not not the end. That's only the beginning, the test, to establish yourself as a doctor. So he said one of the tips he he gives is do your landing in January or February, Mm -hmm. do your legal work and the papers related to the landing, go to the medical association, register for the exam, take the uh, material that you need to learn to prepare for the exam and go back to your country of origin for a few months till your kids finish their schools, and then move in July or August. Hmm. But you're ready, you're ready, your best to take the exam in September. I mean, your chances of passing the exam will significantly increase because you're better prepared. This tip, I didn't know about it, and only the person who has worked on that, who has worked on that that path will give you. How to communicate this tip, right, through... TV through online, because the channel we broadcast on on television is Canada's leading multicultural channel. It's available in every household. So we enter every household so you can access the content, right? It's publicly available. Also on the website or on the YouTube channel, even if you're in in Lebanon, in Colombia, in Romania, wherever you are, you can watch it. Even if you're not eligible for the service, whatever we're promoting, you will know and that will inform or dictate your strategy when to move to Canada, how to move to Canada, you will be much better prepared. So that's what we try to communicate, helping people, whether they've just landed or they are on their way here, to be better prepared, better planned for Canada, one video at a time.
0: That's great. Well, yeah. thank you, Sir, uh, for sharing all the different resources that New Horizons Media provides. I picture a bridge, and I perceive your work as being a bridge for newcomers into Canada, showcasing resources that they can utilize in order to reach their potential once they're here. Thank you, Alex, once again for the opportunity and all the best. We recorded the career planning show in the podcast booth inside the Staple Studio co-working space located in Midtown Toronto, Canada. Staples Studio not only offers a safe space to work with desks, offices, private phone booths and meeting rooms, they are also connected to the Staples Store, where they have everything you need under one roof. With locations across Canada, Staples Studio is a community to help you work, learn and grow. To learn about their co-working space locations, pricing and amenities, visit studio.staples.ca and book a virtual tour. Thank you for listening to The Career Planning Show, hosted by Alex Rashkanu and sponsored by Staple Studio. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to the show, rate it, and share it with a friend.